podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange. A fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Final score from Celtic Park, Celtic 2, AZ Alkmaar 0. Somehow, this is Tino, tonight I'm joined by James. James, sorry I'm a bit hoarse, I've been shouting intermittently at Carol Starfield and Greg Taylor, but all in all a good night, what do you think? Yeah, just sticking to the positives. Two goals scored, none lost, and a great position for next week. Yep, absolutely. So what we'll do, we'll take a look at the starting lineup first of all. The one big surprise, um, say surprise, I'm getting a bit dramatic there, but the one change was Abada comes in instead of Austin Edward. What did you think of that? Abada should start for me any time he's fit. I think he's one of the stars of the team. That it was Edward dropping, it was interesting. I thought it might be Forrest. Um, on reflection, it looked like it was a good call. Yeah. So, got an interesting heads up pre-match, uh, thanks to JM for this, but he, he indicated that Starfelt would start on the right-hand side of the defence and Welsh on the left, and so it proved to be. How do you think that went? Not as well as Ange thought it was going to go. Um, I think what he's saying is it's not fair to judge Starfelt on the left-hand side of a back two centre-half pairing. So he put him on the right-hand side with Welsh taking up the left berth. It just still It's still not clicking for the boy. Yeah, I don't think he was... Great tonight, particularly the first half. I thought he steadied up in the second half. Carol Starfield, um, he got megged inside the first three or four minutes, uh, and a guy broke it in the box, and it, you know, it could have caused us a bit of bother. Actually, uh, you know, we're very, very close to conceding earlier on. Uh, Joe Hart saved one way, Joe's toe, <laughs> and it's uh, it's just hit the post. It was a close one, right, right on the tip, and yeah, he's got on the post somehow. It looked for all like we were going one down right at that point early on. Yeah, so as we've kind of seen from Ange's uh, system so far, it's you know it's action at both ends at the best of times. But thankfully, from our point of view, it's gone one 0 Celtic around about twelve minutes in. Some just brilliant, some wizardry from Tom Rogic takes it nicely and his feet does a wee bit of a, a merry dance and clips it to the back post. And Kyogo does what he does best and just crashes it high into the net. He's on fire, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely is. Um, you know, you are starting to feel that. Larson comparison isn't isn't as wild as, as we first thought. He's always there, he's always shown, and he's he's getting a real range of goals on him. Yeah, sure is. So it's great to see. Uh, just on Twitter there after the game, UF asked a question in a tweet. Celtic fans, just how high do you rate Furuhashi just now? Uh, and one reply from Kane Kelly 7, credit what it's due, higher than a pilot's lunchbox. It's quality, in it? He's on the money. He's absolutely on the money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Credit is due for that response, but he's absolutely right. So, great to see from Kyogo. And at that point, Celtic start to get a bit of confidence in the game. Uh, Rodic and Abad have had a couple of good efforts on goal. Um, Ralston's actually done really well down the right-hand side and much more about him later on. Um, he's crossed one in for a, a side-footed effort by Tom Rodic and it's been blocked. And at that point, there's some really good stuff. You're certainly enjoying the game. It's, it's ebbing and flowing a wee bit, but, you know, it's, it's good stuff all round. Yeah, it's just picking up where we left off. Just bringing really good football for the fans to enjoy. Even when the I've said this before, even when the goals aren't coming from the build-up play, everyone's really, really enjoying the style of football and the exciting brand of football that Ange's brought us. Yeah. Um, if Man of the Match Awards or, or even Ballon d'Or's, dare I say, were given out at half-time, Rodgers would have been with a shout, wouldn't he? Uh, you know, 
he set up for Kyogo. That's one thing. But he'd been warming up to that for about four or five minutes before that that cross in. Such a frustrating guy to play against because he's that close contact, just tucking it away from defending players. He was all over the place, giving us the very, very best that he's got to offer. Yeah, it's been brilliant to see. And I think loads of us, ourselves definitely included, thought that we'd seen the the last or the best of Tom Rodgers in a Celtic shirt. He's proven that's not the case. I think that's four games in a row. And he's been there or thereabouts for man of the match in every game. So, really, really good to see. Um, there's no doubt, though, you know, his wacky races football at times. At one point, I've clocked it around about 35 minutes. Celtic were on the attack and they'd been, you know, in their half, in their final third, you know, for quite a spell. And they were probing and bringing it back out and trying to get out the other side. And I just glanced round and there's just Carol Starfelt standing in the halfway line with two or three guys ready to break on him at any moment if it came to be. And I guess that's just part of Angie's system. It's going to be, and this is where we need to be more clinical in front of goal, because if they are going to allow breaks, and three against one, as you say, at one point, then we can't have lost, missed chances at the other end. So we've got we've got to tuck them away, and that'll come. You know, the, the system's new to the guys. I think they're adapting to it fantastically. More goals will come as the side starts to settle and we get the final personnel that we need. Yeah. Um, one really good effort on goal was by... Fans' favourite, everybody's favourite, James Forrest. It was a brilliant curling effort. It really was. He's, he's taken a re- really good touch inside, get it out of his feet, and he's just opened the body up. And from where we are sitting, it's flying at the top corner. But a very good save. Oh, phenomenal save and had a great view of it. Um, you know, James, he got that cut inside on the guy, but he was constantly trying to go outside the guy when he'd shown getting inside. There's your reward right there. So why didn't repeat it, I don't know. But give credit when it's due. It was a phenomenal shot. Yeah. Um, so going into the second half Again for me Starfelt started poorly There was one There was a ball just in the inside right channel He slid to cut it out And got nowhere near it actually And they've ended up with a, a very decent chance on going A bit of, kind of panic in the box He did go on to have a better second half And he showed a bit of strength And a bit of leadership And, and all the good things But he's still He's still not settled in It's in his head He's, he's playing in his own head and he's overthinking things. That was quite a simple one to cut out, you know, give it to Hart, give it to a, a teammate. But he panics because he's in his own head. So he, he needs to just relax a bit more. You know, m- maybe a game on the sidelines just to kind of take it easy, take him out the firing line and let him come back in. I think there's a player there, but he's, he's stressing himself out and he's certainly stressing me out. Yeah, we've talked about this before, but this... Um... It's past night for the back game. It's it's not for the fair hearted. There's there's spells in the game where we actually done it really well and sitting at the game you're you're just your natural anxiety kicks in because you've seen Celtic teams try to play from the back and struggle, but for the most part they've done it well and clearly they're taking on Angie's instruction, which is great, but it's definitely worrying at the best of times. But it, they they're right to keep doing it, you know, there's there's gonna be a bit of pain before we get joy this season and they're right to just keep practising it and actually one guy who, who I think deserves real credit tonight was Stephen Welsh again I think he's really stepped up he's a threat in both both boxes and he's just he's just been very comfy with the ball at his feet and actually I think Beaton stepping in from him for him recently has given him a wee bit of kick up the backside and he's, he's responded really well He has you know and, and that's where you're looking for that mental fortitude that was missing all the last season guys who can take a bit of you know, not criticism, but, you know, getting, getting benched, no player likes that. And it's how you respond. And managers are watching for how guys respond to, to a negative setback like that. He was in the thick of all of the, the build-up play from the back. And 
I'm not quite there, but I'm starting to even enjoy that build-up play from the back because see, when they get out, they're way up on an attack and they've taken probably three players out of the game. Yeah, I can't enjoy that anytime soon. It just stresses me out. I'm, I'm, I'm no fit for it. But anyway, um, so first substitution of the game, 57 minutes. Edward comes in for a bad. I thought a bad was decent first half when when he was given the service, but second half, I do think he was fizzling out, and I thought it was the right move to bring Edward in. Um, and then lo and behold, a few minutes later, it's that man Forrest again. Never lets you down. <laughs> That's for you again, Maff. I know you'll be delighted with your boy, but he's, I mean, for me, he's just skillfully turned a, a guy in the box and shown exceptional vision by hitting it off two defenders into the net. There's not many guys that can do that, James. It's the one and only time I've ever seen it done, so um, fair play to Jamesy. But he's got his goal. He was in the place to create that situation and, you know, you just have to credit that. It was it was really well, not well taken. It was good play for, to be in that position in the first place. Yeah, James Forrest gets the ball and it ends up in the net, as usual. So, no, he done really well. Credit to him for that. Um, at that point, so, can I, you know, the, the crowd are, you know, you know, roaring and, and up in good form at that point from 60 minutes on. I thought around about the 70-minute mark we were crying out for fresh legs and, you know, you know some... An injection of pace or something in the game and actually when you looked at the, the options there wasn't any great options you know a Yeti we know is not really doing it there's a couple of the young lads Sean, Uruguidi and different things and there wasn't any obvious moves uh, to make but in the 74th minute McCarthy and Montgomery come on for Rodgers and Kyogo we've gone gone on often enough about Rodgers doesn't really have the, the 90 in him maybe he'll get there but listen he gives you a, a brilliant 70 just now but what did you think of McCarthy and Montgomery? Um, I thought Montgomery probably fared better than McCarthy. I don't think McCarthy's match fit or anywhere near it yet. I think it's good to get minutes, but those are important minutes um, that could have gone the other way. Uh, he, he did okay. He broke up a couple of bits and bobs. You can see where Celtic are wanting to play him, where Ange wants to play him. It's just too early for him yet. McCarthy will be a good player for us. We just need to get him fit. Yeah, I think he'll be great for Celtic, but I do think it's too soon and it's... As a risky one to bring him into such a high tempo game as that, and he, he did have some slack passes. You know, got got to be reporting what we see here, but he had a couple of loose touches. He picked up a booking. Uh, I think maybe less than ten minutes after coming on, gives oh, away a free kick. Booking, I thought. Yeah, but gives away a free kick in a dangerous area. So I do think he'll come in. He may well start on Saturday against St. Mern. That might be an interesting one to give him some game time. But there's much more to come from guys like James McCarthy. But I suppose the point being as well that. The bench is still very, very light. So I know we've still got Christy out injured. Guys like Julian will come back in. Uh, you know, there's talk that we've signed this right back from Ligia Warsaw and you know, hopefully there's still a couple more to come. But we're still particularly light on the bench. Yeah, I, th- I think Ange's after three or four more than the right back. Um, I think he, he needs to be bringing that quality off the bench. So when he does look to his bench, he's got not quite a like for like, but certainly a, a trusty deputy that he can put into the positions he's taken off because it's always going to be Rogic Kyogo seems to get protected a wee bit a badder when he's coming back from his injury so there's no point in having guys that can play 70 minutes if you're going to put on someone who isn't going to you know, cut the mustard Yeah, I think Andrew's keen to ensure that you know, when he's got that settled squad that if he makes those changes he seems to be fond of changes around about 74 minutes that's been the kind of time last couple of games and I wonder if he's, his real target is to make sure that when he turns around and looks at the bench, he takes an bad off and brings on a Christie or somebody of a you know, similar nature, similar energy. Yeah, he, he referenced it this week that he's asked them to play this real high-tempo, high-energy football. And he knows that's not going to be 10 outfield players able to run that, that, that 
level of intensity for 90 minutes. So that, that 70 minute mark is when he's saying, right, you're fatigued, you're fatigued, get the change. Because if you keep playing them when they are fatigued, and you saw a wee bit in Rogic, Rogic that that's when mistakes start to happen. That's when the defender from the front front stops and all of a sudden you've got you know waves of attack coming on you. So he's going to want to make those changes probably in, in most games this season. And we just have to have that quality coming off the bench. Yeah. I mean, it's clear we've got a few guys and, and listen, we've spoken often enough about the the physical demands on the team in terms of playing the way Ange wants them to. But there's guys that don't have the 90 minutes in them just now. So we've mentioned Rodic. I think Kyogo as well. Doesn't He's not played many 90s for us so far. Turnbull seems to fade at different times, so there's work to be done, and it, it, you know it's serious high demand on the players. And I think it's the kind of system where, in an ideal world, Ange would look to to rest some players going into Saturday and just freshen it up and keep guys motivated. So time will tell if he gets these players that he's looking for. But if he does, you know it could be really exciting to watch. It's certainly, I mean, it's already exciting. But you know, as much as we're talking about games that last for ninety minutes, a season lasts for you know eight nine months. There's a lot of football within that. And you've seen teams that play high tempo, they are, you know, up there pushing for all the honours, early early stage, <coughs> halfway stage, three quarter stage, they go nowhere. So teams can actually get fatigued later on in the season as well, and that's where we'll be wanting to have rotation, particularly in games, maybe like some under disrespect to them, but you know, guys like McGregor need to get a break, you know, Rogic maybe and, and, and others. And also gives a chance for some of the new guys to come in and get some game time, but this rotation has to, it's going to be a, a constant feature. So again, we have to have the, the talent there to allow it. Yeah. Um. So back to the game. I'd mentioned that McCarthy was booked around about the first minute. He's given away, I think, a relatively cheap free kick. Um. But around about that time, I thought we were under real sustained pressure. Really struggling to go. It was a bit scrappy. Guys are sclaffing clearances. I think Greg Taylor's is a poor game tonight. I think he struggled for the most part. And at times, you know, he just he wasn't able to, you know, find that uh, clearance or or even just confidence in the ball to get things out. But at that time, what I think was really impressive and really important was that Joe Hart showed a real bit of leadership, safe hands, and a bit of assurance at a really important time of the game. He's he's shown how an important signing he's <clears throat> he's been for us, not just as a keeper but as a leader and a guy who's been over this course before, and he takes other players on that on that journey with him because we just need that game management experience um, yeah and despite having a couple of great saves he raises the the concentration levels of the team when it's really needed in that last 10-15 minute period yeah I'm also amazed it's great for confidence but I'm amazed that he somehow him and his defence managed to get a clean sheet tonight and Stress time and time again how important that is for, for the confidence of the team in general. I, I mean, the, the name of our podcast this week, Shameless Plug, was attackers go, go, will score goals, but defences, you know, win leagues. And clean sheets win your leagues. And it's important to get in that, that habit and make sure that, you know, that's that's an absolute priority for the defence. They'll be delighted to have got it in the end, but we're out of luck at times. And I think that's Andrew's system, isn't it? it? It does rely on a huge slice of luck, at least at this moment in time with the personnel we've got. Yeah, and you know, there's games that won't go for you, so you can't rely on it. So just going back to what I said earlier on about taking your chances, if you are going to be losing goals, you need to be scoring, you know, four, three, four, five goals every every single game if you're going to lose one or two at the back. That is the system. Get, get used to it, guys, because it's it's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, not for the faint-hearted by any stretch. Um, around about the eighty-fourth minute, uh, we've ended up with a, a real chance in the box. It's pinball wizard. It's flying about everywhere. Eddie's had a diving header, maybe two diving headers. Welsh has thrown his head in there. Their keeper's cutting a bit like he's 
been the fives with his mates it was, it was Bedlam uh, Paul Sheridan-esque in terms of the goalkeeping I thought mm. just uh, throwing himself everything and, and getting it as well so credit to the, to the fella there but how that didn't go in I'll never know um, each one of the chances was you know no, nobody was fluffing the lines they were having a good good contact and good effort <laughs> Three now would maybe have flattered us so maybe just on, on balance it's, it's fair enough but you know, I'd love to get that, got that extra goal. Yeah, I actually think, if I'm being really honest and really fair, 2-1 would have just about been the right result, but listen, you'll take it. You know, sometimes you get the luck, sometimes you don't. And the fans played their part as well. You know, they brought that energy and, and lifted the players at different times. And you can see just how well they're responding. We heard Ange on the radio just there after the game and he was saying how he, he feels really privileged to be here at a, at a moment in time where fans are getting back into the stadium and, and showing that energy. And, you know, He'll have had maybe doubts about maybe some of the backing he's got or not got in recent times, but as a general, as a football guy, he must be absolutely loving this. Yeah, it's a virtuous circle. You know, you, as much as Andrew's appreciating the support he's getting, the football he's delivering <clears throat> gets that support. It's what Celtic fans will always respond to, and they are. You know, the, the, the buzz around the stadium, you know, see, mentioned the last couple of weeks because football has been. Missed by us for so long, live football, and getting that back and getting it back in games when you're playing Celtic football. I mean, if you'd let us a, <laughs> the stadium last January, I don't know what the numbers would have been like, but when you're getting football like this, everyone wants to see it, everyone supports it, the team get the benefit, the fans get the enjoyment. Yeah, and you're just crying out for every new game. You know, you go home the night and you're thinking, right, Saturday next right. and then next week, and you're just, you're just really looking forward to everything that comes. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting as well, we go. Into the you know the final stages of the game, kind of ninety odd minute, we've we've won a free kick at one point out left. I think Montgomery won it, um, and then we ended up with a, a corner or two out in the right hand side. And what I thought was really interesting is that most teams, mo- most teams across Europe, do and probably are right to keep the ball in the corner. You'll see it across you know all leagues, run down the clock, see out the game two 0 home and hosed, and just having none of that. So he's got guys whipping into the box and trying to create that final chance. And listen. I'd like to think I'm a football guy and I know it's wrong, but I love that. No, I'm right with you on that. When you see teams do it, you know, and it's a Neymar classic and he loves being in that position in the box facing the fans, winding everyone up. It's just rubbish, you know. No, no one's really enjoying that. You know, you, you might cynically you know, appreciate your players doing it to protect your lead, but we're here to play football and just got a footballing team out there. <laughs> we're going to try that one time and they'll just going up the park and score but then we'll just take the ball back off and score again we probably will now I've saved the best to last you know who I'm talking about the man of the moment yeah. Tony Ralston he was absolutely phenomenal particularly you know in the second half and towards the, the end of the game I think he's some sort of mix of Danny Alves Danny McGrain and Danny Dyer and I won't hear a word against him no I was talking to you before the game just as to how how much talent does Postacoglu have to develop a guy who, you know, had been written off by everyone. There's been a few guys in the last few weeks have been really in the Ralston party. I wasn't because he was just giving you all effort, but that can't you continue to mask poor talent. I don't know, I'm I'm now starting to chat the door of the, the Ralston party and say, Can I come in? Yeah. I mean there's there's still moments, you know, there's still some lapses he had a He'd a cross in the 90th minute, which lacked real quality. You know, it flew out of the park. But then there's some really strong other stuff. He's strong in the tackle. 
he's robust, he's bursting down the right. He, he, he ran about 60, 70 yards down the right touchline at one point, yeah. and their left back could do nothing but put out of the park. And that, yeah. that was really encouraging to see he's winning headers, he's, he's been a bit cute in terms of claiming some fouls and running down the clock. Yeah. And as much as the man of the match in the stadium was Kyogo, it could easily have been Tony Ralston. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to give it to him for my man of the match. I think it was actually Ralston, Rogic, Kyogo. And my one, two, three. Um, he was he was everywhere with his mistakes included. Um, and if you can iron them out, at the very least, you're going to have a very strong option coming off the bench at right back. Yeah, I think he's he's been a real credit to himself. We've spoken in recent uh, episodes just about his mental fortitude, and he deserves all the credit he's getting just now. And he'll get up the road tonight. Proud of his performance, and so he should be. And I hope and imagine he'll be getting all the plaudits in the dressing room as well because teammates. Appreciate a performance like that. So well done to Tony Ralston again. Uh, at Celtic first on Twitter, someone we know well, he's calling him Wreck at Ralston and he's not having anyone other than him picking up the man of the match tonight. So that seems fair enough. So overall, uh, to know, very good result in Europe. Obviously, as we've mentioned, there's no away goals at this moment in time, but not that it's going to be any sort of easy game, but you're certainly going to have a big advantage next week. You've got a clean sheet, you've got the two goals. We'll score over there. So basically, they need to score four to go through. That's a tall order for any team. You know, home advantage, they've got their fans behind them. But we're going to go and play that same system. Nothing's going to change for us. We're just going to go and play our own game, try and get our goals, be a bit crazy at the back. But we'll score one, so they need to score four. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we can tell the way Ange is talking. He's not going to change his system, whether he's playing Barcelona or Bells Hill Juniors or whoever. It's just the way he plays. And I don't think he's got any intention to change it. So... I think you're right. I think we'll definitely score at least one out there. We'll score against most teams. Mm-hmm. Most teams that we'll come up against. Uh, I think we'll definitely get another out there next week, and that leaves them, you know, Alkmaar with a really, uh, you know, tough ask to to qualify for the from the tie. Um, what about them overall? I, I didn't see anything brilliant in terms of individuals, but as a unit, they put some decent stuff together, and they did put us under some sustained pressure. Yeah, I think they they must be very very well coached. And there must be guys who've been coming through your team for a long time because they seem to know how to play their style. It's not too dissimilar for ourselves. I think you're right. Individually, there wasn't anyone that was you know, screaming, standing out. But they were fast, pacey. I think if I'm being honest, we're not quite at this level yet. We're a team developing and we're a couple of personnel short. But, um, yeah, I think we've got the means to, to break them down next week and win the tie, really. But in a worst-case scenario, we, sh- we should be scoring our goal to make it very difficult for them. Yeah, I think we probably are a wee bit behind where, where maybe we as fans and, and perhaps even Andrew himself thought we'd be at this time. But do you know what? Winning's a good habit to get into because, yeah, you could you know, you know could play at the level you're at, maybe eke out a draw, maybe even lose 1-0 tonight. But we do seem to be playing above ourselves and that's got to be down to the manager as well and the, the energy he's bringing. And as I said, the fans are absolutely playing their part. So it's just really good to watch and be a part of just now. So... I like to put you in the spot. We've not got one of these right yet, but would you like to call a score for next week? Desmond. A 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. I'm going to go 2-1 Celtic. I just think we will score, and at that point, they really need to chase the game. And I think we could be quite dangerous in the counter-attack against any side. So I think there's a chance Celtic will go out there and steal the tie. And it would be great to make it through to the Europa League. And I think that's our level just now. You know, It would have been brilliant to get to Champions League, but we're way, way off that. Uh, obviously, the financial rewards would have been great, but it's not the level we're at. And Ange and his team will really relish the chance to potentially uh, put their butts against some decent sides in the Europa. Yeah, and you can get into the Champions League. And don't get me wrong, if we played Michelin tonight, 
we beat them. You know, I, I, I absolutely categorically state that. But we then got in a playoff. We could have got through that potentially. And then you get in the Champions League. And it could actually set the team back. Going up against teams who are far more mature than us. Far more able to dish out kind of you know, some, some real tankings that we need to take. And that could set the team back. I think we're going into where our level will be if we finish this transfer window right. And we could do some damage in there ourselves. Yeah, here's hoping. So there's definitely reasons for optimism. So another good night for us here at Celtic Park. So the Ange machine rolls on and Celtic chalk up another one and somehow another clean sheet. I'm away for a lie down, but we'll be back again on Saturday after our league game with St Mirren at Celtic Park. In the meantime, thanks to James and thanks to you for listening. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.